Hi, and welcome to Sweet 1111. I'm Trice Brown. And I'm Emily Nagy. And today we'll be talking about the Next Level Chef competitor, Jonathan Harrison. So Jonathan um, went to Auburn, and I got to talk to him a little bit about why he loves cooking and his platform through cooking, just about advancing the South and why that's so passionate to him, which was really exciting. He's such a great guy, and I'm really excited to talk more about him. Awesome. Uh, We'll be right back. Hey, this is Collins Keith, podcast writer for The Plainsman. If you like this podcast and would like to support the organization and our team, you can visit our website at theplainsman.com and click on the button in the upper right-hand corner that says Donate. You'll be supporting over 127 years of local, editorially independent journalism right here at Auburn. Thank you so much in advance, and now back to the show. So, um, Emily, I guess let's start about what is Jonathan doing on the show? Uh, and kind of you just tell me a little bit about him. Yeah, so I'll tell you a little bit about the show first. So mm-hmm. um, it's Gordon Ramsay's newest cooking show, which obviously he's had a lot of in the past. And the whole concept is that there's three different kitchens and each kitchen on a different floor is a different level grade of cooking. Okay. So the top floor is a professional kitchen and the bottom floor is the lowest grade knives, ovens, etc. Okay. So there's three different teams for three different chefs and each challenge, they grab a key card and it brings them to one of those kitchens. Got it. Um, so it's really about learning to cook through that adversity of whatever situation you're placed in, you still get to cook a great meal. So like the professional cooks are sometimes going to be in like the lowest level with just the most basic stuff. Yes. And, and then, then like the, the home chefs or whatever are going to be up at the highest level with all this crazy stuff. Yes. And the teams aren't split through that. Okay. So each chef um, picked the team. So the professional, social media, and home chefs are mixed throughout those three teams. Got it. Yeah. So, um, and then also each challenge, the ingredients start on like a elevator in its own on the top floor and go down to the bottom. So the bottom floor also gets the last pick of ingredients. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's, it has that aspect of challenge in it. Um, and the first episode, um, Jonathan was kind of picked out as a leader. Um mm-hmm. In cooking, his pork steak, I believe, was quickly noticed as the chefs, the mentors, were pretty much doing a draft of who they wanted on their team. And Chef Blaze picks Jonathan. You immediately see a blunt reaction from Ramsey being upset. And he holds up his apron and says, Jonathan, will you join my team? And of course, the dramatic music plays and everybody looks at him and they're like, say yes, Jonathan, say yes. And he goes, he believed in me first. I got to stick with who believed in me first. And he competes on Chef Blaze's team for... The rest of the season and I think that's really just a testament to his character from what I've gotten to talk to him about he's such a great guy and he's a man of integrity which is what Chef Blaze said so it was a really special moment I'm sure for him and stark start to the beginning of the show to really solidify his um, role as a front runner in the show and somebody to watch yeah. out for yeah a real show of character in that moment yes what kind of led Jonathan into cooking so he's one of the home chefs right yes So he was not classically trained. He's self-taught. And he just grew up. He told me in a food-centric environment, he said all of his happy memories were just really with his family around the table with food on it. And that Mm -hmm. led him to associate happiness with with food. You know, I talked about in my article, he said one day he realized he was watching more Food Network than cartoons when he was about 12 or 13. And that's when he started to cook a little bit more technically. And it wasn't until he got to Auburn in college where he... Um, started to focus on the history of food, which kind of made him take being a chef as a professional career. Um, He said he did think about going to culinary school, and everybody in his family was like, no, that's not a career. Go to college. Maybe you can cook as a pastime, but you're not going to culinary school. 
once he started to focus on like the history of the food and being technical, that's when he learned that cooking was something that he truly loved and it was something that he could do as a career. And his family kind of ate their words on that culinary school thing. Yeah. So he said, you know, he obviously made this very, um, I guess, interesting um, introduction into the show where he denies Gordon Ramsay. I mean, how easy is it to impress Gordon Ramsay, right? <laughs> how is, like, the audience kind of taken to, to Jonathan? Like, what are their thoughts on him? Like, is he well-liked? Do they kind of despise him? <laughs> he's definitely well-liked from what I've seen. Um, he's from a small town that's about, like, a little bit outside of Birmingham, and they've had several viewing parties just throughout mm. the show, just the whole town coming together to watch him. He's very well-liked. He's very personable. And one of the first shows, he said something that got attention that was, like, in Casey Musgraves, we trust. Like, he's just funny, <laughs> and he's so well-likable, and he's easy to like, he's easy to root for, and he does, he step like, goes out of his comfort zone. He's just somebody that you want to see succeed because of how, you can tell how nice he is. So, uh, yeah, he definitely is somebody to watch, I would say. You know, if somebody asks you, hey, how do I, how do you get your... Um, how do you get this to taste like it comes from the restaurant and you tell them oyster sauce, then that person will seek out oyster sauce, you know, and you're going to get good oyster sauce. You got to go to an Asian market. <laughs> you really got You pretty much got to go to an Asian market. And at that point, most likely, um, you bought this oyster sauce, but you've also interacted with at least one immigrant or at least one person that doesn't look like you or love like you or believe like you, you know what I mean? And so you're, food at that point is expanding your horizons and that goal is to expand the south's horizon through through food so how is i guess he thought about his experience uh being on the show so a big part about jonathan's experience on the show was publicizing this platform that he has about one practicing radical empathy and two moving the south forward through cooking Mm. And so he always knew that that was in him, and he always wanted a platform to express that in. He told me that he'd auditioned for American Idol and MasterChef a few times, and he just knew that he wanted to get that out there, and there was something inside of him that could do that. And you see that on the show. You see how he's just so personable, which people have talked about, and so easy to like, which I just mentioned. And, you know, he talked about how it was such a scary experience for him to do, but he did it, and he stepped out of his comfort zone, and now he has this platform to talk about what he loves so much, and he's so grateful for that. Yeah, what did he um, What did he think, I guess, you know, talking about this is, like, a very scary experience um, to, to do that. Like, how is he, I guess, internalizing that? I will say just from talking to him, I know that he did not go on the show thinking that I'm going to be a TV personality. He went on mm-hmm. that show to cook. He went on it to publicize his platform and treated every single person there with respect. Yeah. You know, he wasn't there to be the next Instagram influencer or the next anything, but next level chef and sweet Southern gentleman who has something to say. So I think that's really important to know, and it's something that he's really proud of himself just in being able to step out of his comfort zone. He's from such a small town in Alabama, and then he's in Las Vegas, filming with chefs from all different places in the U.S. and Mm -hmm. some professional chefs like Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. So he said it was just invaluable, the experience that experiences he got from working with people from all different backgrounds and Mm -hmm. it not only expanded like his flavor palette and being able to cook in those ways but just like being able to interact with different people that's awesome so you said that you know his parents didn't want him to go to culinary school where did he actually end up going to college he went to auburn university he majored in journalism he said he was awesome always busy here always hustling he took 18 hours he worked at the island wing company 
Ooh. Um, he was always trying to contribute to the Plainsman when he could and working in marketing for some local companies, but definitely always hustling and expanding his culinary palate and meeting new people, always doing something. Something that's followed me around my whole life, you know, just like a solid sense of community and a, um, it's something I've always been attracted to is people being willing to help one another, you know, people just a, a sense of, just a sense of community, um, a sense of, you know, responsibility for your neighbor. That's, that's always been something that attracts me. So I guess, could you talk more a little bit about what you said that, you know, cooking for him is about love and it's about other people. Um, could you guys talk more about like what he said about like what he does when he's cooking to, to facilitate those experiences, I guess. I think cooking alone is kind of how he does that because Mm -hmm. He wants everybody that can be there at his table. He talks about that, that he there's always room at his table for everybody. It doesn't matter where you come from, what you've been through. And if you have been through something, he wants to be there for you in that and understand that. Mm. He truly practices radical empathy, which is um, the platform that he talks about, which he learned from the Bitter and Southerner publication. Yeah. Um, so I think that is really just bringing people together through that and creating that sense of a community doing something he knows he's good at and he loves to do, mm-hmm. bringing people together. He talked about how he would have driveway dinners and sometimes there would be 12 people there and some days there'd be 50 people there. And it didn't matter if you couldn't bring anything or it didn't matter if, you know, you had a hard day. It was just the fact that you could bring people together and he did bring people together in yeah. that moment that made him feel so special and made, I'm sure, everybody there feel so special. Yeah. So what does a driveway dinner do? Does he like eat on the driveway? <laughs> yeah, or? so they would put out tables all across the driveway mm-hmm. and he'd cook something up for everybody there and they'd just eat and have a good time. Yeah. Just honestly, you see the parallel there to what he told me about the happy memories from his childhood, really mm-hmm. just getting together and bonding over that food and in that moment, he had the opportunity to bring people together through something he created. Yeah. Um, even in my interview with Amber Lane, who's another chef on the show, she talked about how you can tell a difference when somebody makes something with love. You can truly mm. taste that difference. And you can see that in what Jonathan makes is that he doesn't make anything just to cook food. He makes it with love and he makes it with that compassion because he cares about the people he's cooking for no matter who it is. Yeah. So what kind of things does he like cooking? Everything he cooks really has like a Southern basis to it. And that Mm -hmm. just ties into, again, his platform of moving the South forward. So he always goes back to his Southern roots. At the end of the day, each one of us human beings who have a different struggle, who have been through different experiences, whether those were traumatic or damaging, you know, I mean, and we have to understand is that everybody just needs to be loved a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to understand your struggle. I think we all should want to be able to understand um, everyone's struggle a little bit more Mm -hmm. and be able to help those people through that struggle, no matter who they are. And if I can do that through food, if I can facilitate those conversations over fried chicken and champagne, that's what I'm going to do. So you talk about, uh, you know, you interviewed uh, Amber, this other contestant. Uh, What is, I guess, her kind of assessment of Jonathan? She, even when I reached out to her to see if she would be willing to talk to me, which I was scared reaching out to these TV personalities, yeah. she, I think, responded, oh my gosh, I'd love any opportunity to talk about that guy. Um, That's awesome. And I could tell that in every single word she told me. Um, she's talked so highly of Jonathan, which clearly isn't hard as I'm spending this time raving about him. Mm-hmm. Um, so highly of him, said everybody on the show thought so highly of him and just that he was 
the epitome of a Southern gentleman and that you can see what he's doing with his platform in every aspect of life? I think historically speaking, the culinary world has been a boys club. And when I say a boys club, I mean straight, angry, loud men. Yes. Like commanding. It was like it's the military of the non-military world. Yes. Like you have, you work really, really hard. You put in long hours. You show a ton of discipline. You don't talk back. It's honestly historically been so similar but the thing is food is a beautiful compassionate thing like nourishing somebody else is the biggest act of love you can show and I think there's this huge sort of disparity between how it's been and how it could be Mm -hmm. and I think that if people start cooking with the love that brought them in the kitchen in the first place it's going to change everything because you can taste that you literally can taste love. And when somebody is just cranking out the same three meals, angry all day, Mm -hmm. it doesn't cause the same reaction as somebody who is actually trying to tell a story or show somebody love through their food. Mm -hmm. I think that there was a pretty obvious difference between professional cooks and then the rest of us that were like home cooks. Mm-hmm. the social media cooks, everyone had a different approach to the food and it was kind of obvious, mm-hmm. but he was immediately well-loved by everyone on set. I think he's a fan favorite for viewers, mm-hmm. but it was definitely that way on set also because um, we had a little group of us that really naturally fell in together because we noticed that each other were kind of approaching being on set the same way, which is... I don't care if it's a coffee runner or a producer or a sound guy. Like, you find out people's names, you look them in the eye, you say thank you. Yeah. And I think people really responded well to that. And he has such a warmth. And those little puppy dog eyes, you know, those, like, <laughs> big, you know, the emoji that has, like, the big black dot eyes yes. that kind of, he is the human embodiment of that. <laughs> yes. Like, when he looks at you, it is like when you pick up a basset hound puppy. <laughs> So you said that like his platform is all about um, moving the South forward. What is it about that does like what is that about that is important to him? Really, like what he said to me in the South, it's so easy. There's confrontation. You see it everywhere. You see it whether it's Auburn versus Alabama or whether mm-hmm. it's Republican versus Democrat. There's easy to see this confrontation and yeah fighting diversity or fighting whatever it may be and he sees food as one thing that can bring everybody together because everybody has to eat and everybody can enjoy food yeah and so that's when he sees being able to facilitate these conversations of learning to embrace the diversity and learning to love it instead of be the old traditional south that does it i think the part of that platform that's most important to him and how he's exemplifying that is that he's the southern gentleman that you can read about in a textbook he's respectful to everybody there's room for everybody at his table he'll tell you he'll cook for anybody um he'll love anybody he wants to understand everybody's struggles and help them through that and in doing all that he wants to fight for a more accepting south Mm. so So he's like all of the good parts about like the the idea of the south but mm -hmm. without the bad yes and so i think that's what he means by bringing the South to the world is introducing the world to what Southern cooking is. And then Mm. when you bring the world back to the South, it's getting people to go into that Asian market. Like he talked about with the oyster sauce and interact with people who don't look like them and learn that diversity is not a bad thing. It's kind of what's holding us back is to not be able to look at somebody who doesn't look like you and have a conversation with them. Has it been hard for you to find the balance between 
your passion of cooking and then raising awareness for these things that you want to um, making the South, giving the South a better name, really? No, it has not. It has not been because I think our food is like probably the best part of our culture. And it's I mean, it's definitely the most uh, marketable part of our, our culture, I think, you know, and so I think that um, being able to have a platform where I am bringing people in to feed them, you know, and getting to spread that message of radical empathy has been, you know, just, it just made sense. You know, it, it's, it's made sense. It's kind of like puzzle pieces fitting together. How has, on the show, how has his journey kind of been going so far? So obviously, like we talked about in the first episode, immediately stand out. Mm-hmm. Um, episodes to come, he did have a top dish. He's always kind of up there with his uh, food, but awesome. he did have the winning dish in one. I believe it was the Italy episode. Mm, where you um, go. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, in one of the soon to following episodes, he was in the elimination, which is the bottom mm. two, but he won that. I think that was the burger episode. Okay. So um, he's... Even when he's not doing well, he's doing well. Yeah. Um, he's cooking the best that he can. And there's, like I said, always something that has to do with the South. He's really true to that, true to his roots, and true to his platform and everything he does. Awesome. So what what, what may come next for him? Like, what are they all competing for? So the um, prize on the show is to win $250,000 in apprenticeship with the three uh celebrity judges mm-hmm. who not only are judges but also are their coaches so the teams that they picked they're helping through each challenge right it's like a mentor yes and that which is kind of different from like gordon ramsay shows in the past mm-hmm. um which is important to note because he he talks about how that was valuable to his experience on the show yeah um but so the money the cash prize the apprenticeship and then you're named the first next level chef um Beyond that, in his future, you know, he told me that he had never cooked for somebody professionally before the show. And he said mm-hmm. when the wheels touched down on the plane from Las Vegas, he had four text messages to cook for people. And wow. that was even before the show aired. So yeah. since airing, he's been doing a lot of like private cooking and mm-hmm. um, he's having so much fun. He said it's really not even work for him at this point because... Mm-hmm. He loves it so much. Like, he's still tired at the end of the day, but it's not work. He's truly getting to do what he loves, um, as cliche as it sounds. You know, in the future, as time goes on, he said he'd love to be picked up by, like, a publication to do the recipe development or have his own show at some point. Um, I did get to ask him if he'd guest lecture at Auburn, and he said he absolutely would. So Amazing. You know, either that or I told him that he has a spot at my white tent for tailgate season. So <laughs> he did agree to that, too. Hopefully, that would be awesome. Be yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, especially as uh, in the fall, whenever the Tony and Lil Rain uh, Culinary Arts Center opens up, I mean, that's a perfect avenue for him to, to yes. guest the lecture. Yes, and he, we talked about that. He said he's um, kind of been in the loop with it and seen the plans and knows how crazy it's going to be. Yeah. So I think since he's been in the loop, um, there's got to be something going on there, yeah, right. you know? there's got to be something. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Well, Emily, you've done a really great job with this story. Um, very interesting look into uh, his life and his experience and everything, and also, you know, his platform of uh, trying to make a better South. Uh, but great job. Thank you so much. You know, Jonathan made it really easy for me to write this story. Mm. I've talked about how great of a guy he is for this whole interview, and I'll stand by that. He made this such an easy article to write, and I'm so grateful I had the opportunity to talk about his platform and publicize it even more. Awesome. Well, from the Auburn Plainsman, uh, this has been Sweet 1111. I'm Trice Brown. And I'm Emily Nagy. And we will see you next week.